Robert Half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. I didn't know that. I didn't either. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. Interesting. Mm. That's why you need Robert Half. Yep. I don't think that's a person. That's the company. Okay, I was confused. Yeah, their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI. Welcome to connect businesses (laughs) of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. See, at Robert Half, they know talent. I wish I had had Robert half back in the day oh, when I was hiring. Okay. So, no offense, Sona. Oh, it, it, I feel like you did mean to offend me. Yes, you wouldn't be here if I had had Robert Half. Okay. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. (laughs) They've got stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed. And cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. Hi, my name is Julie Bowen. And I feel... Mm, wow. I mean, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I'm a huge fan, and there are no words that haven't been used here. So I'm just going to go with cautiously optimistic. Wow. Okay. Ooh, about the being... President Obama. That's, what? What, that's oh, ex- exactly that's... what President Obama said. I am said. such a fan, and I know exactly when people become your friend and when they don't. There's all these clues. <laughs> there's a lot of clues. There's a lot of stuff that happens. There's coded language. Right. Wow. There's a lot of secret stuff. Have you Da Vinci coded this? Podcast? I have. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I do have some friends, but you can always use a few more. Who are these friends? The ones that I really have? Let's not get into that. Don't dig too deep. (laughs) I don't know. People people who have friends don't go like, I have a lot of friends. I do. I I do do what? I have one. (laughs) Does that give away the fact that I really don't have real friends? The fact that I (laughs) constantly- only does that. I have friends. You don't think I have friends? (laughs) I have lots of friends. (laughs) Sir- you got very defensive. Sir, just yeah. pay for the unleaded gas and go. But I do have friends. <laughs> of course I just put the nozzle back and uh And I don't use unleaded, I use premium. Well you didn't and order I have that. friends. Ask them. Okay, sir, who are your friends? I gotta go. Um <laughs> that's that's also the voice I use when I'm not broadcasting. When I'm not on television, 
or I'm not doing a podcast or some kind of personal appearance. This is how I really talk. <laughs> Which is always a huge shock. People on the street are always saying, hey, are you Conor O'Brien? That's right. Bingo, you got it right on the nose. Oh, oh. And I go, oh, sorry, hold on a second. Would this be better for you? Yeah. What was that other voice? Oh, that's how I really talk. Well, gotta go. And then I get on a unicycle. And I have a little horn that goes, bye-bye, ta-ta. And I uh, drive away. Little window into my life. Some people say- Pretty big window. Comedians don't really open up, but I just did. I just made myself very vulnerable with that story and told yeah. you about the real me. And, um, yeah. Well, I really brought them the tone down. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that were listening to the podcast that when I was doing that bit, where I use that voice, turn down their, you know, whether it's their phone or whatever they're listening to this on, their computer. <laughs> you couldn't think yeah. of anything. Other I know you than wanted to say radio so bad. <laughs> or the television. I feel like he really wanted to say television. I did want to say television. <laughs> and I did want to say radio. I did, but now um, you've busted me again because uh, that's also true. I don't have friends, and I really do wish that everybody listened to this on a mahogany curved top radio. <laughs> and then, and then the, just before I came on, the announcer said, well, that does it for Little Orphan Annie today. And remember, use Crisco when you're doing your deep frying. We'll have a fireside chat with President Franklin Roosevelt in about half an hour. But until then, Conan O'Brien is coming to us from his broadcast booth in Los Angeles, Conan. And that people were huddled around and they were wearing farmer's bib overalls because they had been working in the fields all day, trying to avoid the dust from the dust bowl and just just hovered around listening to Conan's soothing tones. But no, that's not the world I live in. I live in a world of various downloads. <laughs> you couldn't even get ad that out. Dynamic ad insertions. I don't even know when. They'll say that Conan's a dynamic ad insertion. And I'll say, like, what? What do you mean? It's an ad that comes on when the podcast airs. The podcast doesn't air. The podcast exists in the cloud. It is, it's, it's meta. It's everywhere all the time. And you access no. it. What? No, what? It's not well, what meta. Is it? What, do you know, know what the, how do I explain what the podcast is to my parents? They don't know. They don't listen to it. My brother Neil won't listen to it because it doesn't happen on television or the radio. And I'll say, it's hosted on a server and downloaded by a user. How's well, that? It just sounds like porn. <laughs> what kind of porn are you watching? Do you download your porn? Yeah, I download it. You I can stream it. It's so much better to stream it than download it. I want to make it. sure that I can save it for later. So I download it <laughs> and I have it, in, then I have it burned onto cellophane. So that I can. Yeah. Wait, excuse me. So I can. <laughs> so I can. Not celluloid. Oh, uh, well, you know, <laughs> let me cover quickly for myself. No, I, I no, use cellophane no, because celluloid no. has been proven to be the worst way to no. to show film. You know what? I don't know the word for anything. I don't know the word for anything oh, anymore. 
I promised you did something recently that I would not let you live down and I have to bring it up because this will already be out by then. But we are on a Zoom and uh, the lovely editor Mars, who works on the ads for this show, had her background was from the video game Animal Crossing. And you in all sincerity went, wow, you have a beautiful living room. (laughs) And it was like pink wood, like a rabbit lived. Yeah. I'm going to admit <laughs> that Mars, who, by the way, Too shout rabbit. out to Mars. She's very cool, does great work for the podcast. Uh, and she had this background. Uh, in my defense, it was a slight, it was a small box. There were many boxes up. So it's not like I was watching it on a giant screen on this Zoom. But I complimented her on her lovely, creative, kind of cool Etsy-styled room. And then it turned out she had to tell me that no, this is from, what is it from again? Animal, Animal, Crossing. Animal Crossing. And that- um, And by the way, just so you know, this this video game is not like a photorealistic video game. It's like kind of like the Smurfs. No, it really game. was if someone yeah, had crazy. put up as their background, the living room from the Flintstones. Yeah. And I said, oh, I love your rock apartment. I think that's really beautiful. Um, so, oh, oh God, and uh, all of you laughed really hard because ha ha, yeah. Conan's an idiot um, who doesn't understand how things work. And Okay, I guess we're done then. <laughs> <laughs> also, you you never go, you never go, oh, I'm sorry, I I, I was wrong. You were like, yeah. no, that living room looks very real. And everyone's like, it's a cartoon. And you're like, no, no, yeah. no. But from my perspective, like you just couldn't. You go on to gaslight us. Yes. I yeah. am always, always hoping that I can get myself out of trouble if I just keep talking. And so that is my modus operandi. And so I just thought if I keep talking, I'll hit upon something that will make you guys go, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. And then I'm in the clear. And then I get to shit on you guys for even thinking that I was wrong. It's never happened. So, um, well, anyway, I said 45 incorrect things about technology. (laughs) In this improvised opening to the show. And um, if you can spot them all, you'll win a solid Cherrywood VCR. <laughs> solid. It's, the is there room is, to put the v- video yes. tape in? It's, it's, it's carved out, out of a solid chunk of Cherrywood cherry cherry by Nick Offerman. And this VCR will be sent your way through the U.S. mail. <laughs> All right, let's do this. My guest today is an Emmy award-winning actress who starred as Claire Dunphy for 11 seasons on the hit ABC series Modern Family. Now she has a new podcast, Quitters, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm very excited. She's with us today, Julie Bowen. Welcome. This podcast, I got to tell you, you guys got me through the pandemic. I refused to listen for a while, okay? I was a holdout. I was a holdout. I was like, I that didn't- That makes sense. I yeah, don't, yeah. It, whenever <laughs> that makes total sense. Really popular, you know, you don't want to be like, I love Coke. I love Coca-Cola. It's so, so I listened to this <laughs> throughout the podcast while riding my bike up and down the Hollywood Hills oh. because there was nothing else to do. 
And I would listen to you guys go, oh, do you think someone's watching this when they're working out? Oh, dear God, I hope not. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope they're not in the gym. And I'm like, I'm on my bike, Conan. Can you hear me? Like, I was so- We could hear you, actually. <laughs> I, you might. I don't understand how that's possible, but the technology has gotten so good yeah, that we weird. would hear you and we could tell, we could kind of tell this is a steep hill. Um, <laughs> she's huffing. Yeah, she's on the bird street. She's really, yeah. she's climbed like 3,000 feet. It's this incredible. Is, oh, my glutes. Yeah. I would seriously get so excited, though, because I would go out for the entirety of however long the podcast was, and then some, I would even listen to the ads. Oh. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Because I get really excited when they change. Yeah. yeah. I get super excited. <laughs> <laughs> and I got so into Sona and Matt. I'm sorry. No, but no, but that's the whole... Oh. Listen, I can handle that. I think... Uh, I'm not an egomaniacal monster. Uh, I, so not- I I think one of the things that helps the <laughs> podcast work is that we are a parfait. Uh, I might be. Um, <laughs> we are. There are many levels here. There are at least three levels of sure. creamy goodness. But they don't mix in a parfait, do they? They kind of you just we don't mix. No, really I that understand. Well. That's true. That is pretty accurate. I am a layer of like granola, and then uh, you're the base. You're the yogurt. Okay, I'm the yogurt. Yeah. sure. But yeah. a really, but a high quality yogurt. Like a mm-hmm. like a full okay. fat Greek. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're real real full fat Greek yogurt. Yeah, you're my big fat Greek yogurt. <laughs> yeah. What does that make, Gourley? Gourley, I want to say, is this like a berry, something that, tangy? Yeah, that's oh, that's like become that. very trendy. Um, and <sighs> people say it's good for you, but it will be found out in a couple of years that it's really not good for you. <laughs> Like and, cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. And then it has it has oh, no mean cool. It has no nutrients. Um cool. it actually robs nutrients of your from your body. Oh, and, but then Sona, them. Sona, you are the uh the whipped topping. I'm gonna say that. Okay. Not mm. substantial. Huh. Um oh. but mm. everyone loves you. Yeah, you're that's the very you're, nice. you're the part they save for last. And then they take that big dollop of uh, whipped fun at the top of the parfait. Okay, cool. So I am the I've base. I'll take it. I provide most of the nutrients uh. and, uh, and, of course, important fats and all that good dairy protein. Matt, nothing. And then- uh, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, nothing. Matt, Matt, a crushed cigarette in the middle of your parfait. <laughs> hey, can I start my own parfait? I want out of this one. I well, I was listening and I was listening intently and I loved it so much that I got hit by a truck. <gasps> what? That's right. What are you talking about? So look, you can't I know I know this is a visual this is a visual medium, right? This is it's audio. Yeah. But I mean this and these two fingers. Oh my god. All these three fingers, they're all broken. They're they aren't usually as crone like um and oh like uh god. like a bird's hands, but these are broken <laughs> because I was listening and laughing and I got hit by a truck. Oh my or are you were you I mean your hands were hurt and the rest other of me injuries? was fine. I mean this clearly I'm not well in the head to begin with. So there wasn't much <laughs> they could do. And I don't and, and I'm the idiot. I know that you um famously walk around Los Angeles in sort of like full Lance Armstrong circa two thousand gear, right? <laughs> Like, I walk around LA and don't you clack into I feel like I've oh, been no, somewhere and seen you clack 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 in I, somewhere. Years ago bike. I would wear that stuff because I was biking with friends who mm. were super intense bikers right. and they would all do that. And then at some point, I think it's been like eight years, I said, I don't want to dress like a spaceman to go ride a bike. <laughs> 
And so I totally started riding with a, a different friend, Brad, and he showed me the real way that I prefer, which is I wear shorts, I wear a t-shirt, and I wear like uh, some long sleeve. But you wear- it looks, you, it looks like I'm a roadie in a band now. And you wear a brain bucket. You wear you a have helmet. To. Yes. You have to wear a helmet. Did yeah. not wear one when hit by a truck. Ooh. No, that's bad. That's I very know bad. it's bad. So you guys oh. owe me something. Yeah. Conan so be Moore. nice because this is, be yeah. nice because I'm, I'm like. This is my fault. Yes. I'm listening for all the coded clues about whether or not you're going to like me. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we've hung out before, by the way, because uh, you're friends with mm-hmm. one of my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I remember going over to your mm-hmm. To, to the to neighbor's, neighbor's house, house once, and and you were hanging there, and we had a lovely time hanging out. And then I ran away because I was terrified. Terrified of? You. She said one day, come over. It, we're just going to hang out. We're having a pool thing. And I said, is Conan going to be there? And she said, yeah. And I go, well, then I can't wear my friends and family bikini. Because, like, you, <laughs> I've given birth to twins and another child, and I could not. I, I hold you in high regard. That's very and, nice. I don't understand how this relates to <laughs> how, yeah. why I like you. Well, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand why, why I run away. Why you are a, uh, a very attractive uh, person, and um, yeah, I didn't. I, uh, that would never enter my mind that you would be worried about. I can't wear this bikini around Conan. Oh yes. Oh, definitely. So now, how do you feel about your body after babies? Not the best. It's, I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm Trying to get back there, but it's the boobs are probably working. Oh. We can't; they can't discuss this. Gourley and, yes. and and Conan cannot even. Gourley was in. about to jump in and yeah. start talking. Like, but I, 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 I saved was. you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm still open to talking about my breasts, but I don't. I won't force. Gourley is play. lactating. He has a child recently. Yeah. You know, he's got a newborn. Gourley. I, I know it's just not as exciting as twins. I'm sorry, Gourley. No. It's okay. I understand. It's half as exciting. And it's not your first <laughs> child, right? It is. My oh, first it is your first. Yeah, 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 yeah. it kind of yeah. got swept under the carpet. With all the excitement. Oh. Well, I think oh. what happened was because uh, I mean, look, Gorley, that's a hard act to follow. Sona mm. had yeah, twins, sure. and mm. then you were like, "Hey, look at me. We had one <laughs> it's child." The best I could do. And every, you know, I think uh, everyone listening to the podcast was like, "Boo! Why not three? <laughs> why not four? Boo! You hack!" Yeah, and I think that's terrible uh, that people reacted that way. But um, yeah, Sona, you guys should bond about this because yeah. you've had twins. And you've had twins. I have had twins, but also, Gourley, just I have to say, you, uh, your contribution, I'm sure, will be grand throughout this child's life. It was nothing on the outset. Like, you'd have to bear the child. You didn't have to no, destroy I the body. Completely acknowledge You don't that, have a Nikki yeah. Glazer vagina now. <laughs> No, mine's more of a Lisa Lampanelli. (laughs) I love that reference to (laughs) Nikki Glaser, who made me laugh so hard because she was on uh, the late night show once and said that, uh, um, what did she say? She said- (laughs) I remember. She said her vagina was a hastily packed suitcase. Hastily packed suitcase. (laughs) And that, I I remember- thinking to myself, dear God, it's time. And for the first time after having twins, taking my clothing off alone and walking towards a mirror and going, oh, no, she's right. It's a shirt tail. It's not okay. I, was, I didn't, I didn't want to admit it to myself or others. And then Nikki just said it. Right. She just said it. Yeah. Yeah. And there I was. I know. It's rough. I mean, although I didn't, I got a, I had a C-section. So I can't Her really... children, her babies walked out. Yeah, they she got did. Up. They were yeah, they, crawling out. <laughs> you, they walked out fully clothed. Did yeah. you schedule a C-section? I did. I had to because of my age and 
Here's the creepy how part. Big they I were. scheduled a C-section <laughs> for her. To, to, yeah, to, for her to work around the podcast schedule. Oh. And uh, the doctor <laughs> said, "I don't think this is actually the good time. I don't think they're they're ready." And I was like, "Hey, this is what's happening." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conan uh, had a conversation with yeah. my gyno and was like, "We need it to happen now." Yeah, and, and this is and and yeah, yeah and, and then I assisted, which I thought was completely <laughs> inappropriate. Inappropriate, <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing. No, all of the doctors involved lost their licenses. Yeah, to allow you in. <laughs> The I, I would love I, to see that. I didn't wash up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't wear Washings gloves. for weaklings. Uh, that's, I just thought, oh, everyone's being a baby. Yeah. Um, he left a watch in there. I left, well, <laughs> oh. first of all, and, and, and guess what? I want it back. <laughs> Because that Maybe is she's a, gonna have to birth that. that <laughs> I know that I'll birth. That is a really that's that Timex means a lot to me, and I want that fucker back. So you, well, you I've would, scheduled another C-section to go back in and get, get it out again. What was I think when I got it in 1989 a $35 Timex. Okay, but now it's it's an heirloom. Now we can sell it as an NFT or whatever it's called. <laughs> I, no, we can't. Non-fungible thing. Oh, right. It is fungible. I don't, yeah. I don't even know what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> well, you you joke about making her get a, uh, I think, I hope you joke about making her get a C-section, but um, when my- Yes, when yes, my I now, am. For, my, for our listeners, that was me. <laughs> and for the legal Lord, department. And for the legal department, that was yeah. all in good fun. You know how I like to joke about forcing women- <laughs> to, to do have things with their bodies. To have invasive surgery. <laughs> what, oh, that's- just one of my many riffs. My now ex-husband uh, heard me mumbling about wanting one more kid after we had had uh, twins because I thought, I, after you have twins, I thought I could do one more with my eyes closed, right? Yeah. It was so sure. easy. So he immediately scheduled a vasectomy <laughs> as one does. <laughs> right. And I went with him to the uh, the appointment to get the information and they gave us some pamphlet that described all the, like, what to expect. And there's all these drawings, like out of those, like a 1960s textbook in sure. school. Yeah. And there's a woman standing there. That, first of all, the doctor says, we uh, we like to do this on a, a Thursday afternoon, Friday morning. Uh, have you back at work Monday? So, uh, and I was like, hell no, we're doing this. I need him up and running on the weekend. I We got coverage during the week. <laughs> hell no, we're doing this on a Tuesday. I need that fucker Jesus. up and running by Friday. So you referred to your ex. As that fucker at the, at the time with at love. At the time, right, <laughs> right, right. This mm. could be a clue. <laughs> so what went wrong? in the marriage. But then- Hey, then, fucker. Hey. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> there was a lot wrong with me. Um, he's so nice. I don't know why he put up with me. But they give us this pamphlet that says like what to expect. from If you get a vasectomy. If you get a vasectomy. And there's a woman sort of like leaning over with a tray of potato skins as her husband sits in a barca lounger, all drawn, you know, that sort of with like ferns right, and like right. patio doors going out to a pool. And he's watching the game and he's got a, some frozen peas on his crotch and she's serving him potato skins. And I said, we do not fucking need this. And I ripped it up and I threw it out. (laughs) I was like, you're going to be fine. I gave birth to twins. You're going to be great. Up and at him. So did it. So he had the vasectomy. Without Um, the benefit of the pamphlet. And he said to me, I pick him up afterwards. He's gray faced. This poor man. Why did he put up with me? He goes, just drive. And I said, what happened in there? He goes, just drive. And he's doubled over. I said, what happened? He goes, should have read the pamphlet. And I said, what did we miss? And he was like, I was supposed to shave. 
And I was like, oh no, oh, oh no. Oh, you're supposed to shave down Apparently. there. Apparently. I didn't know that. Why? I, I don't, I was not allowed in the room. That is his story to tell. I realize I've told 99% oh of him, but that 1% is his. That's it is. the kind of thing where I would fuck up and go to the barber. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? I, I would just, like a good- I would, yeah. And I would, I would just think like, no, 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 not up here, down here. And it would be like this, this sort of uh, stereotypical Italian barber was like, oh, what do you talk about? Come on. It's he the same. Hot towel. It's the same principle. Yeah. Hot towel. Blade. And he's got the blade and other people are coming in and I'm saying, yeah. So anyway, big game this weekend. And I've got my no, legs in stirrups. Legs up. <laughs> I know I like this. Uh, what if he puts, what if he spins? the chair away from the door though and you know you're gonna get murdered <laughs> they're here to murder your balls oh my um, god why did he do it though I don't understand why he why he got a vasectomy no why the barber shaved your balls he oh did, in that he, scenario he did it because I'm a good tipper he's exactly yeah and I sat and I waited my turn and I read the magazine like everyone else and then it was my turn and I took my pants off and he went what do you do and he went well you know it's the same principle No, no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there, California. (laughs) California, Sona. No matter where you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So, are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, Mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need CarShield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So CarShield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, CarShield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky-high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com slash Conan. This is, first of all, no one's ever come in a guns ablaze. No. What? Like it. Julie Bowen. Nobody it. has Are ever come in. Are you kidding me? This is like, I was I was doing like pump up laps in my house. Like, you got this. You got this. Like a 14 year old boy before the big game. And I was so nervous because. Why? This, it's us. No, because I've listened to you way too much. Right. I've listened to you. And like I said, I feel like I've got the code. And so, I'm, I'm, I, although I, I am d- losing track of it I'm right not now. sure there is a code. I honestly don't think there is. I think, it, but uh, not know. an intentional code I anyway. I don't pay attention that much. I know. We yeah. all know. I that zone is, out. That is your MO. Often. That yeah. has always been your MO. Has yeah. You zone out. Sona, why do you put up with this? That's a, he puts up with a lot too. So. But are you really as, as terrible an employee as they make you out to be? No. I mean, they make you out to be like somebody who's like starts to make an airline reservation and kind of gets through one, one half of I mean, the I ticket. Have, I have done that. And yeah. then I, I, you, I, you cannot. The bed. You know what? You, 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 I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this in Sona's defense. You probably don't want to go down this path because, <laughs> and, and listen, I say this with love. I am quite, uh, Sona's got a book that's coming out. <gasps> Yeah, called What's, World's Worst Assistant. I do. Yeah, that she wrote that. I, that's really good. And I wrote the foreword. And um, I'm I am quite honest in the foreword. I believe. Yes. Uh, but um, but one of the things I go out of my way to say is that I really we I love Sona. Uh-huh. We are besties. But um, some of the shit she has pulled. Oh yeah, no. I mean, pals. Uh, you know what's interesting? My wife has pointed out to me that I. She's never seen me. The minute Sona had these twins and I started getting pictures, I stop everybody and make them look at pictures of her kids. And she said, Charlie you didn't, and Mikey. Yeah, yeah. And she said, you didn't do this with our kids. <laughs> and you still don't do it with our kids. I'm like, ah, kids, look at these guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say he's going to be the godfather to my boys. Yeah. yeah. To both? That's, that's how, yeah, that's how we're very close. He's yeah. going to be. He, has he been told this? Is this, am I in on like the big I know, reveal? I'm telling you, oh, by the way, can you do it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pretty busy. No, I'm, I haven't done uh, it yet. No, no, um, no. They asked me, uh, I came over and yeah. you and you and Tack asked me to do it. And it was really funny because it was very subtle. But her husband, Tack, who's a very funny guy, he had music playing in the background. And then they said they wanted to talk to me about something. And then 
he quietly, I don't know if with a remote control or something, but he switched the song and it was just playing kind of quietly in the background, but he started playing as he was asking me, as they were both asking me, the Godfather theme. I was going to and I, I was, love it. And, and, and so I'm, okay. he's talking and it's so, it's- You come to me. Yeah, it's, but it's so, it was so subliminal. It was at this great. kind of low level. And then I, I, I heard like the- but it's subliminal. And then they're like, we want to ask you something. And then they, it was really, it was really funny. It was cute. It was very funny. But yeah. uh, I think your your uh, awe and excitement to be here is misplaced. Oh, I no. Think. You should be flattered. <laughs> no, I am very flattered. Be, be we are flattered. Fl- we're, I, flattered. Yeah. This, I, I, I've always loved your show. And I've always thought you were hilariously funny. But getting this format is the bomb. Like getting to let you just roll well, and riff is so good. That's the part that I've, you know, it was such a surprise to me was started to do it. And I had this inkling like, well, wait, this could be kind of fun. And I remember them coming to me and saying, well, there's one thing you're probably going to say no to, which is you have to read ads. And I said, so that's probably going to negate the whole thing for you. And I said, do I get to sort of read them as myself and be kind of honest? And they went, well, yes. And I said, well, that just sounds like fun. Yeah. And then, you know, they brought uh, Gorley in and despite uh, all of the jokes and uh, – cruel older brother riffing that I do with him. He's spectacular. I mean, he really yep. makes this thing hum. No. no, no, it's true. No, it's true. He really, he, uh, he, he, and so this is where I feel like you and I can really connect, which is, uh, so is nice. you, Are you being serious? I am. Is he being genuine? Yeah, that's like, yeah. I feel yeah, like, and he's about to drop, me out. he's about to drop like an no, ice but, cold no, funny no. bomb on no, my no, head. No, 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 no. I love that's, that. That's, because I am wearing my friends and family bikini under this. Nice. Oh. <laughs> If it went well, I thought, (laughs) maybe, just maybe, I'll go, no, this is, um, by the way, I I wore this for you, it's, um, it's it's a ram's head. No, it's obviously it's clearly a female reproductive. The system. female. You I have a lovely it. sweater, and you know it's nice. It looks it's kind of a Christmassy sweater, yeah. and it's got this design that at first glance you think is just kind of a nice design, and then you realize, oh, that is a quite precise uh, rendering of the female reproductive system. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw it on uh, Lena Dunham. I think was wearing it, and uh, I was like, well, if she could, I can rock that. Yeah, and I'm a big I'm a big knitter. I know that's as nerdy. As F, but you might like that. I feel like you guys get into old school stuff. Oh, he yeah. just fell asleep. Yeah. No, 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 went, no, oh. I, no, no. I, I'm, I, <laughs> he fainted looking at I, your No, no, I exactly. It's just it's so much. I'm for staring you. at the I female know. reproductive it's, system. I know. And, I thought it'd help you get comfortable with it because I am a huge <laughs> fan. And one of my favorite things that like nearly knocks me off the bike every time, but only really knocked me off the bike once, was when you make the penis talk. And the voice <laughs> and, and how yeah. uncomfortable though you are talking about the lady parts. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm I respect it. I just thought we'd have it. I have a very uh I am yeah an uptight person. It's funny, yeah. I have two sides. I'm yeah. I'm uh I'm quite almost Victorian mm. and uptight in some ways. Yeah. But then as a reaction to that, the other side, I have this Jekyll Hyde thing, the other side is um not afraid of anything. And I don't understand how these two people can can be jammed into one. I think pair. it's when you feel safe. 
Like, right? If, if somebody's being sort of restrictive, you can be expansive. Yes, very good. And if they're good. being, yeah. if they're so crazy and you don't know where they're going to go, that's me. And you're like, oh, shit. Then you sort of have to take it down. Now, I was curious about something. You are a middle child, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's three three sisters? Three sisters. And, and you're middle. the middle. You talk about your family a lot. Yeah. Um, but are you, and I try to imagine them, are they all really tall? Uh, there is, they're quite, yeah, they they're are pretty tall. I have a, a sister who's, uh, average height, uh, Kate. Yeah. Um, is that being like six foot? She's six, four. <laughs> <laughs> she's six, four. Average in and your we, family is. No, uh, but, um, but yeah, I would say for the most part we are, I think I was one of the tallest until my brother, my youngest brother, Justin, overtook me. Yeah. Now, I think he was juicing. I think he was on steroids. <laughs> he was yeah, he was just trying to, uh, he was trying to, uh, you know, take me down. And then he barely <laughs> creeped up above me. Um, Did and that bother you? No, it really didn't. Okay. And you know what's so funny is I have a son uh, who is, I have a son and a daughter, but my son had this crazy growth spurt during during uh, COVID, but he was quite vocal that he does not want to be my height because he says that's too tall. You're too tall, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, he and and I keep he keeps saying it, and I'm like, you know. It's a little hurtful, and he's like, "Look, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm happy to be tall. I just don't want to be that kind of tall." And and I said, "You know, I'm not in the circus. You know, people aren't coming for thousands of miles to check me out." Uh, but it, it's not a functional tall. It isn't. It no. doesn't. It's like do. a decorative tall. Like I have decorative muscles. Decorative like I work out a lot, and they're just decorative. They're not doing. Any, there's no reason. Well, also, my height is wasted on me. It doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's, I, it's not for years. People say, like, "Oh man, I." I bet you play, I bet you're great at basketball. And I'd say, well, actually, apparently you need (laughs) coordination. Um, You need, you know, sort of hand-to-eye skills. Not just height. Yeah. um, (laughs) You need to care about getting the ball in the (laughs) basket, which is something that I've always, and whenever I would play basketball, because I used to play it a lot, sort of just in the neighborhood when I was growing up, and all I would do was invent characters and babble the whole time and try and make people laugh. (laughs) But I didn't give a shit if the basket went into the hoop. I didn't. Care. I just cared about. No, no, no. Isn't this a funny guy I'm being now? And they'd be like, you know, it'd be great if you helped a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you could at least just stand there under the basket and be like a big, like a shack. Yeah, but I would not be paying attention, and you didn't I would be, care. I'd be doing a bit underneath the basket where I pretend the pole that's holding up. You know, oh, is God. is like another person, and yeah. I would I would have a backstory. I used to play with my my brother Luke uh, all the time, and I used to and and some other friends, and I would always go on and on about okay, the guy I am now, who's playing stickball, oh, who's man. up to the plate. Okay, he this committed guy. murder a couple of years ago. He attacked oh, a fan, and I had na- his name was Nikki Fiss. P A. This is true. Wait, really? Yeah, I'd say okay, it's Nikki Fiss is now up at the plate, and they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You can just just get up. You know, take this, because we play stickball uh, across the street at this park. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Now I'm Nikki Fist now. Now, Nikki Fist just spent two years in prison because he attacked a fan in the stands and beat him with his bat. He's hated by everyone. He's a cheap shot. He He's mostly, a, but he's a quick infielder. And they'd be like, would you shut up? This is before every at bat. Before, before like, every oh, at bat. Guys, oh, you need God. to hear Nikki's backstory. And everybody oh, hated it. Man. Didn't they all have it memorized at a certain point? Or did you bring in new elements? You're like, 
I brought in different different people. Oh, yeah. You're, Nikki how, has tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how did they not beat you? Nikki lost a leg to diabetes, but he's <laughs> yeah. still playing the oh, game. Oh God. Yeah, he's despite his vaccine, Nikki has polio. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nikki. <laughs> and then you'd run to first, like you were, yeah. <laughs> you were a disabled no, young man. No, it's shocking that I wasn't beaten to death as a child. <laughs> yeah, well, and, that's and where several the people tried, but uh, I'd never. I, I made it. I made it through. Good. But that's where the height works in your favor, even if it's not functional. Like you can't play basketball or volleyball. And by your admission, then maybe that it kept you out of fights because they were scared. They're like, what if he unleashed that height at a certain point? There is. Yeah, I am. Right. If I ever un- re- truly unleashed. Because I have people are surprised. I, I get mad. I have a temper. You do have a temper. I but have a it's, temper. It's not a f- not physical. No, but I, it is a, an Irish, like I will- that person just screwed me or my friend or m- one of my family members over and I will hate them and I will uh, I will never forget it. Like will, you, if, will you just drink at them? I will drink at them. <laughs> I, will I will drink look- at you. <laughs> I am Irish. I will drink at you. You know what I'm going to do? You can't even stand I'm going to shorten my life by drinking <laughs> and thinking about you. I'm going to drink And you're never going to know. Shorten my life. Yeah. Oh, I'll man. take- I'll Take at least 15 years off my life expectancy drinking and hating you. And guess what? I'll never tell you, so it won't affect you in any way. So fucking chew on that. Yeah. And when you show up at my funeral and I'm dead and you're not, just think about that. Yeah. (laughs) Think about how you never knew how much I hated you. Now, I have a question because, uh, you know, on your character on Modern Family, always day drinking. And it almost put this thought in my head. Um, Claire is such a day drinker that sometimes, and I do this and I should know better, but we all do it. I think of you that way as like day drinking and, and having a glass of wine all the time, or maybe on your bike. You have, I have a like, <laughs> squeezed bottle of wine. Not even. You have a you have a glass of wine sure. filled with Chardonnay, sure. and you've jammed it. You've jammed it into the little basket of the bike. Yeah, but I know that. I know that it's called acting, but I swear to God, you're you were so good in that role that there was part of me that just would assume, oh yeah, yeah, Julie's Julie's gonna walk in here with like a large glass of very very oaky Chardonnay. No, buttery. I mean a, a, but, a buttery Chardonnay with ice cubes to honor my mother, who uh, never <laughs> never never got an expensive wine that she didn't want to put an ice cube in. Uh-huh. Um, no, I am actually a very weak weak willed weak drinker. Um, if I when when I drink that it's three hours to bedtime from that point. So if I drink at noon, we're we're done at three p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I so you know I tr- have a glass of wine with dinner, I'm going to bed at ten. That's right. just the way it is. I'm I'm not that much fun. What about because this is a question I have for you? Um, you might be able to relate to this because Sona is very good at um, self medicating. Yeah, uh, and it's talked about it. You've been open it's about legal. It. It's legal. It's legal. Don't let them weed shame I'm, no, you. No, no, no. I'm not weed shaming you. I'm very. I am <laughs> you very. You weed shame me constantly. Uh, there's probably thousands of hours of uh, on tape of me weed shaming you, but I don't think I really do it that much. Um, but <laughs> you, but you're a believer in gummies. Have you done that? Have you done? Uh, yes. Yes, in I, any manner. I I have a therapist whom I really like, and she's a she's a full doctor. So I was trying to squeeze her for some Ambien or something because I never sleep. I'm a terrible sleeper. And she said, "No, you 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 really need some some marijuana." And I was like, "What? Think I 
am. I come to you for a professional opinion, and this is very unprofessional. And she said, what if I wrote you a prescription for marijuana? Hmm. And I was like, okay. So basically, she wrote me a prescription for a half an edible gummy at bedtime every night. And they will put you down. And then you just have to hope that you're not in the middle of the night peer, which <laughs> I am. I had, did I mention how many babies I had? That bladder is basically in my pocket. I carry it with me. <laughs> oh, most of my I saw you. I'm organs. sorry. I thought that was a change purse. <laughs> no, no, it's my bladder. Because <laughs> you took it out at one point and I thought, uh, you know. I thought I just gonna poured me, this water right gonna, on her. <laughs> she's going to give me a coin. And no, I didn't realize that was your bladder. No, that's my bladder. And so when you have to get in the middle of the night, but what do you do? What do you need to do? Do you like meditate or masturbate I, or what's the story? I well, first for me, no, he? I am. I'm going <laughs> to answer it right now. For me, uh, masturbation is the uh, form of meditation. I understand. Um, I, understand. I, you know, I got a special mat. Uh, oh come on! Not, it's not me, is it? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh, oh god! I, a, a mat, I say a special mat, mat. I, yeah, Wait, no, no, not, that's why I got this job. No, not you, Matt. The other, you know, yoga mat. Um, yeah, you know what they say in meditation is you're supposed to stare into the middle distance with a yes. fixed gaze. That's, that's what I'm doing that's as I'm self-pleasuring. Oh, yes. oh man. Um, you abuse yourself while staring into the middle distance. I'm staring into the middle distance. Oh, oh, Lisa comes I'm, in and you've got candles. I'm on a special <laughs> mat. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, it's much so faster. Gross. It's much faster than normal meditation. Let me just say, it's much quicker. <laughs> You get um, into a real uh, <laughs> great headspace. <laughs> Can you? Oh, I've met Liza, and as everyone says, she she is so good, and she is so. This is my uh, wife, Liza. Yes. Your wife, Liza. I thought you meant Liza Minnelli for a minute. We were no, like, she's not. What a name dropper. What a, what no. a name dropper. No. By the way, and it comes out of nowhere. By the way, I've met Liza Minnelli. Where the fuck did that <laughs> come from? I've met all famous Liza's. I just thought I'd let you know that right now. Uh, my wife, Liza. Yes. Your wife, is, Liza, and, I, is and, way above this kind of humor. To quote uh, the great son of Ossessian said to me once, Liza is the only thing I like about you. <laughs> Which is- well, she, She's a rock star, yeah. yeah. She's but great. you know, there are those people that people you- People think there must be something to him mm -hmm. because this a very intelligent, beautiful woman uh, seems to be sticking it out with him. And, you know, if she walked at any point, she could- no court, every court in the land would say you can have everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's California. We've, li we've listened to the yeah. podcast. They'd say it anyhow. <laughs> we've listened to the podcast. Yeah, you put up no, with enough. No, not even just half. You can have all, all of, of it. it. Conan's all going it. to the Ramada Inn. <laughs> it was the masturbation mat that did it. One hundred percent. Your Honor, Eliza. we'd like to we'd like to play the uh, bit he did when Julie Bohm was on, where he has a type of yoga meditation where he uh, masturbates. That's not necessary, Your Honor. We can. Concede the point. <laughs> and we rule in favor. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Sona, is your brain back? It's getting there. It's bad. It is. It is bad. And there's a lot of other stuff, too, that's just like, you no know. No sleep. No sleep. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, a lot of grandparents, that which I love, but there's also a lot of voices, a lot of things. It's, it's a yeah, lot. You have to put on, you have to, like, put on earmuffs and not listen to all the advice. Yeah. Conan, have you given her a lot of, like, child-rearing advice? Or no. you were like, oh, I God, was not no. present. No, I think I was, um, I wasn't helpful, but I was present. <laughs> uh, 
I was not at all helpful, but I was present. Uh, I was very good at getting our daughter to eat because um, I'm, I, I can make kids laugh. And I was really good at saying, no one's taking these strained carrots from me <laughs> and playing those kinds of games. And she would, like my, Liza could not get her to eat for a while. And then I would come in and I'd be like, ah, good, my strained squash. <laughs> it's just for me. Now I'll just turn this way. And she would shovel all this food into her mouth. And then I'd turn around and go like, what? What's happened? And I'd have her stuffed animals up in arms. And she would be like, suddenly, I think she gained 60 pounds. Yeah. And she was only two years old. Um, but I want to make sure I talk to you about, because okay. I think, you know, there are, obviously there's a lot of people out there jumping into the podcast space, as they say. Mm. I think you are um, uniquely equipped uh, to be doing a podcast. And you're doing one called, it's brand new and it's called Quitters. Quitters. And it's gonna, uh, it premiered- Yesterday. On uh, yesterday. Well, uh, yeah. This, we'll say, I'll, I'll do it this is. way. It uh, it premiered on February 14th. And uh, I really like the idea behind this. I want you to talk about it. I don't know how you do this day in and day out, but I, I yes, we, we started, my partner, Chad Sanders, and I started a podcast. He's the brains and, and, and I'm the, talky one. Mm -hmm. But he wrote a book called Black Magic, which is about uh, turning the trauma of being black in America into something positive. Mm -hmm. Like if you can survive that, you can survive anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also wrote a New York Times uh, op-ed piece called uh, I don't want your love texts that was really upsetting during all the, the BLM movement, um, during all of those uh, protests that was basically like, don't, do not text me white people and tell me, you know, what can I, how are you? And I was like, wait, no, I'm not supposed to. Which is also a little bit in line with, you know, what I was hearing at the time from, uh, from black people that I was talking to was, was that we also don't want to be uh, explaining our situation yes, to you. Yes, yes. Which, which I completely understand. Like the last thing, you know, they wanted was for white America to say, now tell us. Right. Explain to now us. Now explain. Yeah, now explain. But now I we're, didn't now get we're that ready. Either. You know, I didn't yeah. get that either. Cause I was like, don't you want to explain? Haven't you been waiting for, for this opportunity? You right. know, which is so grandiose. Haven't you just been waiting for right. me to sit down and pour you a cup of Joe yeah. <laughs> so we can talk about your experience? Um, but Chad and I just started talking and we were going to do, we were looking at doing a TV show or a movie together or something. And he had this idea, um, for a podcast. And I said, I want to do it. Let's, let's do that. That sounds good. And 40 million people quit their jobs in America in the last, in 2021. Right. That's, so there's a lot of people quitting stuff and it's not necessarily about quitting like, um, oh, I couldn't hack it. The kind of old school, like, cause I had, um. I had people say to me, like, what about stick to itiveness? Right. That's my father. Um, <laughs> it's, all, it's also most uh, prospectors in cartoons. <laughs> what about stick to itiveness? What about fighting your way to the top already? <laughs> that, that was Good George. No. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say. <laughs> so, this is more about quitting the stuff that you thought really defined you and mm -hmm. that was really important. Um, and in order to let it go to, do something else, not necessarily just like, I don't want to work and quitting. We're not, we don't, we don't actually support that. And Chad quit the tech world. Um, and in doing so actually quit a lot of, a lot of white culture because mm -hmm. he was working at Google and then went back to, went, started writing for television. He was working with Spike Lee and he's like, why do I, why am I dealing with 
a corporate structure that is based on whiteness that I will never be able to climb that ladder. And I thought that was really interesting. And uh, so we have this podcast. We talk to people about things they're quitting, things they have quit, things they want to quit. And the greatest slash worst part of it is Chad instituted these bells that you can ring on one another. Naturally, I never ring the bell. It is constantly being rung on me when I put my foot in my mouth, which happens all the goddamn time. Um, but I'm I'm hoping people can kind of go on this ride with us and go, sure. you know, she's a she's educated. We were not gonna say smart. But I went, I have I have some college and uh I definitely <laughs> I have some college. <laughs> that was I, I got a true that was a that's Jesse a, Tyler Ferguson. Yeah, that's a good one. I have some college. I have, I, I have a little college. Um, but I'm I'm educated and I should know better and uh, I think I stand in for a lot of people yep. who stick their 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 foot right squarely in their mouth, and in in this whole cancel culture period that we're in, it's kind of hoping that you can learn as you go. Well, I think that I mean, first of all, quitting has a negative connotation, mm -hmm. which I don't think it deserves because there are many things you mm -hmm. should quit. Yeah, and and somewhere along the line, quitting became well, if you quit. You gave up. It's like, no, you're quitting something so that you can find something else. Right. You're quitting something so that you can help figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, and Have you ever quit anything? Yeah. I, I mean, I-, I Wait, You quit I, late night? Yeah, I did. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing is I quit. That's kind doing, of huge. Yeah. Uh, Why did you? Can I ask that? I'm asking. Fuck yeah, it. I'm asking. Sure. Uh, <laughs> because it was 28 years of doing it and it was in the back of my mind that it would be time to wrap up the night tonight of it, uh -huh. which I almost began to feel when I started doing late night way a million years ago, back in 93, there was much less television and there was this real estate uh -huh. and it felt like, no, there has to be something on at 1230 and you've got to fill this time every night. And I remember it at the time, I think I was on, we hardly got any vacation. We hardly got, you know, any breaks at all because there was this feeling that you've got to keep this thing going. And then after a long period of time, I, I started to feel like I still want to make funny things or things that I, I want to try to make funny things or things that I think are funny, but I don't think anybody needs to see me every night. It really did come from that. I do not think this is necessary anymore for me. I really... I don't think America demands it. <laughs> and um, so you don't read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> they, no, I, I'm not sure. And I and it's just volume. It had been, I think, like something like four thousand five hundred hours of entertaining people, and I thought I still want to do that. And the podcast gives me the ability to do this quite regularly. But when I make something for television, um, I'd like to make less of it right. and maybe uh, put a little more time into it. Um, so we'll see. But I- I uh, Was it a hard decision? You know, it re I have to say it really wasn't. So did your life change significantly like before and after? Do it, like when you walk, when you were like, I am done, like how did your day to day, is it different? It's different, but I was surprised at how busy it still is. It's very busy. Because there's a lot to do. I mean, we're, re we're working on the next thing. Um, but also I, 
the podcast. We do this, and uh-huh. we also do fan episodes once a week. Oh, I know. And, yeah. um, How about so, that guy with the tanks? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to buy that tank. I yeah. could not understand. I, ca- I came in in the middle. I know, because I do it listen like it's radio. I, I appreciate right. that That's when you go. Came in those the middle. You, well, how? That is something I would do too. Yeah, I, and I would be like, I <laughs> wish I had heard the beginning. Well, guess that'll never happen. <laughs> That's st- the kind of thing I would say in front of my son, and he'd say, "No, you slide it back to the beginning." <laughs> yeah, you can control your destiny as a podcast listener. Yeah. Uh, you can, but when you listen, so in the middle of the night when I can't sleep, I try not to look at a screen. Right. But I can't. I don't want to get in my crazy wheelie thoughts. So I hit the podcast button on my phone and I just, and I usually hit the sleep timer at, for like 30 minutes or something. And then, but every now and again, it, I miss the timer and it just keeps going and going and going. So it says that I've listened to 17 podcasts that I haven't. Right. So I'm going back and I'm just hitting and it's in the middle. And I, I love that I'm getting into your head while you're asleeping. I know. <laughs> I you know. Too. But that tank guy, the There's fan a, guy was amazing. He builds yeah. tanks. That was cool. crazy. Yeah. And, that uh, was like your dream dude, right? Yeah. I have to admit, there is part of me that wants to have a tank. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We uh, all know. And I, I want to blow things up. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to do. So you have to do. You had fan episodes, and you've got this, and then you've got all the other podcasts that you produce. Plus, you don't just get a body like mine. Like oh, I'm God. working out constantly. Oh. Um, I'm using oh. various ropes and pulleys. I'm using what? Uh, You're an old ship. I'm an old <laughs> ship. We have to re. I need rigging. <laughs> I've got barnacles in my nether regions. Um, oh no! no there's oh, a lot God. of. Oh no! We've talked too much about your penis. Oh, for yeah. God's sake! Episode. And yet the penis hasn't spoken, which is. <laughs> oh no! The thing is, when my when my penis talks, it's like he's very he's. He's an introvert. Yeah. And he likes to read like the New Yorker. Yes. And and and, and, <laughs> and, and back when I was in angry. my single yeah. days and I'd be like, yeah, and he gets, you know, like I'd be like, come on, we're on a hot date. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you know. I don't wanna. <laughs> Did you put that? What are you reading? Are you reading the Atlantic? I'm reading an article about global warming. <laughs> Stop it. This is we got to get to work here now, you know? This woman's hot. This date's going really well. You're a problem. You know, like, just a really. I have an idea that we should wrap up this yes. podcast episode with the understanding that you'll be listening to this half asleep, Julie, and we can end this episode with some little whispers for you. Oh, oh that's a good sleep. idea. Oh, Because my gosh. You, you know you're going to listen to yourself. Yeah. And now it's time for you to relax. Sleep. Sleep. Oh my, this is so nice. Sleep. 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 Is this really happening? What if this actually yeah, happens? You should just go to sleep. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm awake now. I'm awake. Why did he oh, come into Conan, it? Conan's oh. penis. That's a waker up. Nobody wants to talk to your penis. <laughs> I had caffeine about three hours ago. <laughs> Shut up. We're trying to get Julie Bowen to go to sleep. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. You have got to sleep at night, and that is true. Matt, you're right. You are going to, and to all of our listeners right now, I don't care where you're listening. If you're at work, if you're performing surgery, important surgery, life-saving surgery, 
I want you to go to sleep. <laughs> if you're listening in the car and you're transporting a bunch of <laughs> children to preschool, sleep, just not off, um, just let it go. Julie, we have uh, you. You came in uh, loaded for bear oh, and so uh, fantastic. It. Terrible. Thank yeah. you for saying I that. I love it. Some people like like people being nerdy super fans. I am such a nerdy super fan. Well, that's sweet. I have favorite episodes. Well, that no, I have I mean, favorite bits, and to be here is like it's a full armpit explosion of sweat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just love you, and you're really good at this. Wow, and you're thank really you. you're like you are kind of the Godfather. If we could get some Godfather music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have to pay for this. The licensing that Coppola will hit us for. It costs so much. Um, but you are, you are the, you, you made this weird thing that people do in their basements and in mm -hmm. their closets. Um, incredibly cool and interesting. And I've actually learned a lot and it, you've inspired me and inspired oh, so me to nice do my own podcast. But Everybody comes on here, and I'm always like, I want to be the person that it, that he says we should get a meal. Oh, look, <laughs> I'm pretty busy. I'm oh old. no! And um, I know you just put yourself in a very vulnerable position. I really did. <laughs> oh, Are you kidding? Uh, I mean, first of all, my wife is also going to be jealous if she's not part of it because I as won't you know, wear she is inflammatory sweaters. No, you That's should. Not inflammatory. No, you no, absolutely. It's not inflammatory. Should. I just. It's the female reproductive system. Yeah. It's the. It's where. It's the reason we're all here. For Christ's well, sake. Well, I. I thought if nothing else, because you know, for for talk show segments, you have to have stories and stories and stories. And I was driving here or getting dressed, and I said, "I've got nothing. They, there's no pre-interview. There's nothing. All I know is these people talking." And I knew I loved your penis voice, and I knew <laughs> that you didn't necessarily have a vagina voice or a right. uterus I voice. He's scared of it. It usually makes you cringe. You should, and, yeah. He can't hear the word uterus. He can't hear the word ovary. I don't. It would sound like it would sound like Sauron from Lord of the Rings. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> This wasn't gonna work out. You have no right. I'm wow, so you're dancing happy. around. Oh my god! In my wildest dreams, I didn't think I would actually hear this. Oh, oh my god! god. Be gone. Okay. Uh -huh. I'll just uh, take this little ring and go. You'll take nothing. Oh, wow. Okay, well, oh there we go. God. There it is. That's the vagina voice. Oh, wow. The voice of Saron. <laughs> the I, I can seriously most evil force happy. in the universe. All right, well, Julie, Thank you got to come back because- oh, I will. This was, I, please. Sorry. Yeah, yes. yeah This you got to come back because this was too much fun. And congrats uh, on your new venture- Quitters, uh, which is available where? Wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get, where, I mean, wherever you get your podcast. Conan, thank you so much. Uh, Julie, I'm sorry I ruined it. Uh, oh, you didn't ruin anything. You were great. Quitters, check it out. And Julie, please come back soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And oh. for good reason.
It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly go, Monopoly go, Monopoly go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and Crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for. Or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. (laughs) (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games. Plus, with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. Hey, Conan, you popped up on Saturday Night Live very recently and very specially. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Especially. Uh, yeah, especially. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> way. It was a very special episode of Saturday Night Live where they... <laughs> they they addressed eating disorders, and it started out by saying, this is a very special Saturday Night Live tonight. Especially? What am I thinking? I don't know what you were thinking, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, it was special. I don't know when this, when this, when people will be hearing this, but um, as I speak, it was just the other day. Uh, and what happened was uh, John Mulaney, who I'm a huge fan of, and we've become pals over the years. Uh, he basically told me that he was going to be hosting uh, Saturday Night Live for the fifth time, and that I was invited to come by and see the show. And I had not been back to um, 30 Rockefeller Center I don't th- pretty much since, uh, you know, I, I departed in 2009 to come out west. So I had been back there and it felt like this is a nice way to go back. The plan was just for me to sit in the audience and get to see some of the people that I've, you know, or hang around backstage and watch the show. Mm. And then... Um, and and reconnect with people like Jim Downey, who's the head 
uh, was the head writer at Saturday Night Live uh, who hired me, who's one of the icons, one of the great comedy writers of all time. He and I have reconnected recently, so I was going to see him and we were going to see the show together and uh, watch John do his thing. And then uh, John mentioned to me, he called me up, I think it was on Thursday or something and said, hey, we're writing a sketch. Would you want to be in it? And I thought, uh, if I get paid... Uh, (laughs) no, I didn't. I said, uh, I, I said, sure. And it was, what was nice about it was I always like whenever I can close a circle or in this sort of cosmic way, which is a sketch called five timers club. And, uh, it's basically anytime someone's hosted the show their fifth time, they, they're welcomed into the club long time ago. I think this was 1989, maybe, or 1990 when I was a writer at SNL there was, they did the sketch for the first time. Someone thought of it and they were welcoming Tom Hanks into the Five Timers Club. And I'm just a writer at the show, a skinny kid in his 20s. I remember Jim Downey, I think, said, well, there should be a doorman who opens people up, who opens the door and lets people into the club. Conan, why don't you do that? And uh, so there's this footage you can probably see online of... <laughs> Of the very first five timer sketch from whatever it is, ninety or you know, I saw that. And was that the first time you were on camera? On no, I had done other things, but this was a big one just because uh, Steve Martin's in the sketch, and Elliot Gould's in the sketch, and uh, Paul Simon's in the sketch, and uh, uh, my job was was just to open the door. And I think Tom Hanks unnecessarily says a fake name for me. He says, oh, hello, Sean. Like, there was no reason for me to have a name. But I think he just said, oh, hello, Sean. And it's like, (laughs) and then I put a smoking jacket on him. I remember this having a little trouble with the smoking jacket for a second uh, and and having a heart attack. Um, Mm. Something probably nobody else remembered. Yeah. Yeah. And then- (laughs) I remember seeing this live. Yeah. I watched that. And did you you look at the guy who was opening the door who worked at the Five Timers Club named Sean and think- that guy looks like he's got what it takes. No, I thought that guy will someday be the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people thought that, and they were right. So anyway, I did that, and it was kind of just a nice moment, you know, of all the moments in my life. That was just a nice little moment that I had. So then um, John Mulaney very kindly uh, said, oh, it'd be kind of cool if Conan was in this five-timer sketch and uh, came by and he gave as the reason, when they asked me, what are you doing here? I said, I'm here to sign up for Peacock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, and, and was I, a great line. But, uh, and then, you know, so John wrote this nice thing and I thought, well, this is okay, this will be fun. And then I come back to NBC and I hadn't been there in a long time. And uh, it was just lovely because all these cameramen. I mean, Blay, you can jump in here because Aaron Blair, you worked with me at Saturday and not at Saturday Night Live. You worked with me at Late Night, which was on the ninth. Yep. Uh, we were on the ninth floor, and SNL was on the eighth floor, um, and their offices are on the seventeenth floor. Uh, I'm just going to start naming. Oh yeah, what's keep on. telling us. Yeah, then, there's an in, then there's then there's an insurance company on the fifth floor, yeah, and you right. walk in from the front door. Our yeah. studio, of right. course, on the sixth floor. No, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's Floors with Conan O'Brien. Now on the 43rd floor, it's interesting. There's a Bitcoin company now. Uh, But anyway, you work there, Blay. And and so there are all these people that have worked at 30 Rock forever. And so you go there 
And people are just coming off of, it's nice. Have you ever seen the movie Sunset Boulevard? There's a scene where um, Nora Desmond, the aging silent film star, goes back to the studio and she goes back to the film studio and she hasn't been there in a long time. And she walks in and all these people up in the cameras and holding the lights go, Nora, Nora, you know, it's me. And she goes, oh, Giuseppe, you know, and then another guy will go like, Ms. Desmond, you know, good to see you. And she go, oh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's Tommy. Hello there, Tommy. That's how it felt a little bit. I was a very old silent film star <laughs> uh, who went back, but it was, it was really um, very meaningful and sweet because- uh, some of the people that worked on my late night show are there. Uh, Tina Ryan, who did, you know, worked in uh, in wardrobe. She came and found me and started. We she, she was crying and I practically started crying, although I didn't because no. I don't have uh, uh, well, I don't have a soul. Right. But uh, we had a really nice connection, mm-hmm. and uh, so many people came out and said hi, and I absolutely loved it. It and and then. To boot, I get to, I don't take it for granted, but anytime I get to hang out, because you really do have to hang out there for a while. Um, if you're doing it, you have to do it at dress, you have to do it at air. So who am I hanging out with? Tina Fey, Steve Martin, you know, Candace Bergen was in the sketch and Elliot Gould and, uh, you know, Paul Rudd, who, you know, it's one of those things where you'd love to be able to say, you know, the way you think Paul Rudd is a nice guy? Well, let me tell you. And then you, you he is- there is not a nicer human being in the world than Paul Rudd. And he's really funny, obviously, and great. So I was just having the time of my life hanging out with and these guys. You, you mentioned the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, that I was, know. That was really- Disparagingly. Disparaging the lead. Disparagingly, yes. yeah. yeah. Well, they had this great setup line, which was, you know, I basically say, John Mulaney, this is a very special thing. Why I host, you know, I, I, you know, I was on TV for- Whatever, thirty years, and and I can, and that, you know, I, I think I'm bragging or somewhat about how I've been on TV for thirty years, and then he says, or for decades, and he's, and then he says, well, what do you do now? And I just went, I have a podcast, <laughs> and um, and uh, and getting to just hang out with such, you know, I mean, these are. It's funny because people assume that because I've been doing this a long time that I wouldn't get phased by people, but I'm always going to be a little intimidated by a Steve Martin and, and frankly, also a Tina Fey. I think she's absolutely brilliant. And, uh, Every time I'm around Tina, I'm like, I'm, I'm on my best behavior because I, uh, you know, she's uh, one of the best of all time. And and I just, so anyway, that was all great. But what was really funny as I make that kind of joke about, yeah, I'm just doing a podcast, big deal, haha. And the crowd really laughs. And then I'm walking, when the sketch is over and the band's playing, you have to walk through the crowd to get back to your dressing room. And people in the crowd started shouting, Katakai! Katakai! Oh! <laughs> and I was turning around and we, uh, yeah, it was so funny because I've just been like, yeah, I just have a podcast. And then I'm walking through that crowd and those chairs are on the floor and a guy goes, Katakai! And then someone else goes, Katakai! And then someone else is like, it's God made her! And I'm like, man! Oh my God! Yeah, this yes. is great. And then yeah. they, uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, and then I, of course, I, I went to the after party and- uh, talked to Lauren Michaels for a really long time, which was, he's the reason anybody knows me at all. He put me, he plucked me from pretty much complete obscurity and put mm-hmm. me in this impossible position. So that was mm-hmm. uh, anytime I, you know, I get to pass, cross paths with him and sit there and have a drink and 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 talk is really 
a big deal for me. And then, and also getting to talk to that cast and those writers, uh, they're super talented. And so it, it, it just was kind of emotional, you know, to, mm. to get to go back and have that connection and also just see what good hands that show is in. I mean, they're, they're very, very, man, they're talented writers and incredibly talented performers. So anyway, that was a That's treat. very cool. Now it's let's get back cool. to what floor, what things happen on. No. Now, as I said. No. NBC no. News, third floor. Yeah, exactly. And a lot good of people Lord. don't know, but the legal counsel for Nike shoes. Now that yeah. is on the 55th floor, but it's on the north side, not the south. When we redid the offices and half of our offices moved Jesus, to Ace, Jesus, half Jesus. of our offices were shared with the tax department. Uh, guess what? If I've ever heard of a chunk that can get cut, it's... <laughs> this is, this is, this is a very specially episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I got super... About as emotional as I can get about going back to Saturday Night Live and saying such sweet things and having a real moment. And then immediately we veer into, hey, remember when we shared offices with the tax department? <laughs> anyway, I, a big, huge thank you to everyone at SNL uh, and John Mulaney especially, but but everyone else who made me uh, so feel so welcome and they were so sweet and... Uh, and so, thank you all. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.